0: Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. The casual Bucks fan, uh, texts me goes, "The Bucks stink." Well, record says no, they don't stink. Uh, I test sometimes they look like they stink. I'll give you that. Uh, but record wise, no, they they don't stink based on record. Uh, bench, uh, there's no bench on this team. I mean, the, the bench is just trash at this point. It, it really is. There's there's really nothing. <laughs> I mean. Portis is the closest thing you have. Uh Crowder's trying to find his way in his rhythm and you know hopefully he'll get back in the swing of things. I mean, he hit that 3 and it looked like the weight of the world was lifted off of his shoulders when he finally hit that 3 in this game uh, in the second half. There's just not much there at all. You know, Jackson plays hard um and you know uh, uh, he plays hard. I uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh so there's just there's just not a lot there Marzian and I think that's going to be kind of uh, one of the things that you look at at the trade deadline. We'll get more into that later in the podcast as far as the trade deadline goes, but not only are we talking about a wing defender, they got to find somebody that can do something consistently off of this bench at this point.
1: Yeah, that is that is my main takeaway from these two games is, you know, I don't think that this team is overall bad, but the bench is clearly really bad. You know, they I just put, posted the, I know you're not a big plus minus guy, but um, when you look at just the, the starters versus bench plus minus in these two games, I mean, both games, it was, it was incredible. You know, all the starters had positive plus minus by, a, a, you know, a decent margin and all the, the bench guys had negative plus minus. Um, if you combine the two games, Giannis was plus 25, Dame was plus 38, Chris was plus 16, Brooke was plus 33, Beasley was plus 43. And then on the bench, Bobby minus 25, Jay minus 19, Pat minus 27, Andre Jackson minus nine. Um, The only bench guy that was decent tonight was Andre Jackson. He had a good stretch, especially in the second quarter. Um, But, yeah, the bench has been killing them. You know, it seems like as soon as they – they always start the game, it seems like decently well when the starters are playing. They have a good open to the third quarter when the starters are playing, and then they have to wait kind of until the starters get back in to close the game, and then they have a good closing, you know, good good closing minutes. But in between, it's just very iffy when, when, you know, you bring in in Bobby and you're bringing in Pat and you're bringing in – Um, you know, Jay Carter was bad tonight. So that's the main takeaway for me. I'm not, I don't think that overall they played. I don't think that overall, you know, there's any other long-term takeaways for me for these, because at the end of the day, these these were two outlier shooting performances. Last game, it was the Pistons outlier shooting 57% from three. And then this game, it was the Bucks outlier shooting 25% from three. Um, I mean, if the Bucks shoot 35%, they're winning this game by 20 points and it was the same with if the pistons just shot 40% instead of 60% in on Saturday the bucks win that game by 20 something points like i'm not you know the games were close because yeah the, the pistons were red hot last game and the bucks were ice cold this game um i don't expect those things to ever you know be be continuing long term so i'm not worried about those things the only thing that i think is a long term takeaway from these games is the bench stuff you know you're going to you have to get some bench help here and I trust horse. I trust that horse will. You know, I think that his his past has shown that he's going to go get someone at the deadline, someone to come in here and um, you know, be a, a sixth or seventh guy for us. So that's the only big takeaway I have from these two games.
0: Chris Haynes, uh, NBA insider, uh, said uh, on his podcast that the Bucks and John Horst were being very aggressive in trying. Uh, to make moves here uh, coming up on the trade deadline. So what that ends up being, we'll have to wait and see. But obviously, they're not sitting with their hands underneath their legs uh, and not doing anything. Obviously, John Horst, a mentor, uh, John Hammond, a mentor of John Horst. I call John Hammond Trader John because every year he did something. One way or the other, he was making a trade. He never sat still. And it appears John Horst. Uh, is the same way follow nathan Marzian on twitter right nathan marziano you can follow me at sparky radio download the green and growing podcast on your odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast at tell your friends tell your family more time now can be dedicated to the bucks as fans because packer season's over uh okay so l- let's talk a-, a little bit uh about adrian griffin if you don't mind i was listening to the uh the flagship pregame show uh, leading up to the bucks uh tonight had it on in the car while i was driving around and uh, adrian griffin was talking about this Bucks defense and said that he sees progress, that he sees them starting to figure it out, and they're headed in the right direction, and they're eventually going to get it. And Jim Ozarski in the back of the room, so at least what it sounded like on the radio that he was in the back of the room, pretty much said, well, I mean, how, how, is there a sense of urgency here? Like, do you really want them to finally figure it out come the first week of April and have like two weeks of actually kind of playing, knowing how they're doing it, anything like that? And He just reiterated that they're going to get it, not worried about it. I can see on tape that they're getting it, and we're going in the right direction. So for those of you that want them to change defenses, that is not occurring. Uh, And he is standing behind that this defense is working and that it's going to continue to work, and it's going to continue to get better going forward. So he is both feet in on this defense, and we're not changing it, and this is going to work. I watched this game tonight. I watched that last game against the Pistons. I don't know what he sees. Obviously, I'm not an NBA coach, but I clearly don't see what he sees. I mean, I see the same type of stuff game in and game out attacking this Bucks team. Uh, and seemingly, there are no answers game in and game out of what's going on here. When you go shot for shot back and forth with the freaking Detroit Pistons, multiple games, and you, we could talk about outliers if they don't shoot well, if they're shooting really well. doesn't matter. I mean, they have problems. Yes, it strings. does matter, though. Yes, it they does matter. Problems. No, they had problems stringing stops against the Pistons both games you could say well they were red hot that game okay well they weren't red hot this game and they still couldn't stop them it was going back and forth back and forth and even novak said every time they score detroit has an answer it's the pistons they have four wins It's this should not be a game you yourself on twitter said was it today i think it was today that you looked at this and go well pistons don't shoot that well this should be a blowout it wasn't no damn blowout It was point for point to the four four minute mark of this game. It was embarrassing for two games watching this crap. Sparky
1: because the Bucks then shot like crap from three. I don't expect either
0: of those things to continue. What does that have to do do with defense? Who cares what they shoot like? I'm talking about the Because that was the whole reason the game was
1: close. The game would not have been close if the Bucks shot normal from three. And the Bucks had a 109 defense.
0: defense. They don't play defense.
1: Rookie. The Bucks had a 109 defensive rating tonight. That it would be second in the NBA. They had a good defensive rating tonight. They're they were not bad. They were four
0: wins. Time. They got four wins, 100. And they, had the, and they had a defensive rating that reflected that. What does every other team have with their defensive rating in one game when they play the Pistons with their four-win team? I mean, again, it's one game. That's great. But I'm telling you, and nobody was pointing it out as it was happening. Bucks Sparky. would score, distance would score back and forth, back and forth. We go like a ping-pong ball. And you're telling me, Well, their defense was really good, Spark. I don't I, I mean that's fine. fine. No, fine I, I don't good. I don't think it was good at all. No, 109 defensive rating that would
1: be second in the league. Like that, they allowed 109. That, they allowed 109 points per 100 possessions. That is mm-hmm. not bad at all. Wonderful. You can't you can't change your argument, though. You can't say the defense sucked and then say oh, well, the defense was good, but it was against a four-win team. I never said the you defense was good. You're saying the defense, just was, gave good you the defense was good against a four-win team. I'm yes. just saying I just gave you a stat that the defense was good, and you Five said, well, 100, it t- t-
0: Tell you what, Nathan, when they do that against Boston with your 109 rating, then we got something. When you do it against the worst team in the league, I don't care about the numbers against a four-win oh, team. When you just right. played them, and they had a they better did defensive they rating against
1: Boston. They had a better defensive rating against Boston than they did tonight. They, you just asked me to for them to do it against Boston. They were amazing defensively against Boston. A what, week was and their half rate,
0: ago. what was the rating in that game? I think ninety nine. Okay, fine. And you got me on that one. Fine, but I, to me, I don't think their defense is very good. I mean, if you if you want to get behind don't this defense role in it. general,
1: I don't think it's good in general. I think these last two games, the defense has not been a huge issue. The first game you can't help sometimes when they they shot 21 of 37 from three and yes. a lot of them were contested. And I mean, you can, you can sit there and say, Oh, that's the defense line 135 points. If a team shoots 21 of 37 from three, they're going to score a crap ton of points. I don't care who it is. And you can say it's the Pistons. The Pistons did not play like the Pistons on Saturday. They played like a good That's team on Saturday. It
0: always goes when we play a bad team. Well, they played better they, than their record against the Bucks. They were they they shot twenty one of thirty seven. What are you supposed to do that. when a team
1: shoots twenty one of thirty seven? Is they were guarding the three point line?
0: They did. They guarded it fairly well
1: on Saturday. So, so what do you sure. what are you complaining about then? If they're guarding the three point line and the team is making threes, what do you like? What is the complaint? Well, those is? the
0: only shots they took? Were twenty one shots the whole game? Was they that made all they took? Three. Sparky on their on two. Maybe they, were they had open over. shots in that game. If you don't think they took open shots in that game, you should go back and watch that game. Yes, they contested some of the threes. I agree. But it wasn't like they didn't have open shots. Tonight I'm watching guys drive up. Brooks looking at them. They stop, pull up in front of Brook boom from 15 feet. Stop, pull up in front of Brook boom from 15 feet. Over and over and over. We were doing the same old okay. thing. And the he Bucks shot. had nothing.
1: They shot 40% from two on Saturday. So I don't oh. know. They were they were they were good on defense outside of the, even including the threes. But if you just take away the threes, they were good on defense. They they didn't allow a ton of two-point shots on Saturday. They just the, the Pistons hit a ton of threes to make it look like it was way worse than it was. And then tonight, overall, I thought the Bucs were not that bad. They had bad stretches, they had bad moments.